Till I'm Tiptoed You Dot com The podcast about pop culture Black history and spirituality Yeah It's about to be a great vibe Dr. Tip Gonna take it away Till I'm Tiptoed You Hey y'all, hey, it's your girl Tip. Thank you for joining me for another edition of Tell Em Tip Told You, the podcast where I talk about Black history, Black culture, and Black spirituality. I want to take a pause, y'all. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of uh, pop culture to talk about. No current events today. Um, I just want to, let's just jump right in. I'm not even going to give you a head start. Let's just jump right in, okay? So if you are a client of mine or you've been following me long enough, then you know one of the things that I advocate for is a good journaling practice. But journaling is incomplete if all you're doing is writing, okay? Here's some free game. You need to be reading your journals at least I say a good once a quarter. Go back and read old journals, recycle through them, read old poems, little uh, even to-do lists. If you have old to-do lists, things like that, go back over your stuff and really see what your patterns of behavior are. Um, for example, I went through some journals and there was one period of my life where it seemed like every day was full of drama behind some man. <laughs> it was more of that than self-development. And that really said something about where my attention had been during that period of my life. And it demonstrated to me an ability to grow because my journals aren't like that anymore. So if you don't already have a practice of journaling, one, get into the practice of journaling. It'll help you think more deeply about things and connect with parts of yourself you might not give enough attention to. But if even if you are journaling, I'm going to ask you to add the reading part to it. So um, I said that to say this. I do the same thing with some of my podcasts. So I, I try to go back and listen to some older episodes, see what my patterns are, see some things I might want to um, change, see if there's some gaps I think I need to close, uh, try to improve. Um, You all know now there's a little bit more sounds on the podcast. I'm paying a little bit more attention to how things are edited, so on and so forth. You don't hear the sinus issues (laughs) as much as you used to. Things like that, right? But one of the things I realized has been happening in 2020, 2021 is that a lot of the podcasts are aggressive in nature, right? They're they're recorded with frustration on my mind. Um, I'm aggravated with a certain thing in pop culture. And so it's kind of coming across in the podcast. And what I realized was I'm not giving y'all the love I want to give you. Not enough anyway. I don't think it's balanced the way I want it to be balanced. So uh, now don't get me wrong. The podcast ain't changing. Tip is still tip. I'm still going to talk about the stuff that I'm passionate about. So it may still occasionally be a little harsh. But I do want to take time sometimes just to check in with you guys and to love on you and, and let you know that I'm this is what I'm here for. I'm Even the vents, even the aggressive episodes, they're there because I love us so much. So I wanted to just make this a love on you type episode. 
All right. So <laughs> that's where we are. Again, it's going to be a little bit different than most of the episodes. Um, it might be a little bit shorter. It might be a little bit longer. Who knows where this is about to go? This is actually my second time recording this episode because the first time I tried a new mic, I didn't like the way it sounded. Uh, yeah, so it, it's yeah, it's different. Today's going to be real different. Um, let me do a shameless plug. But I'm going somewhere. Follow me. Um, I have a medium blog. I have a medium blog. Go find it. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, I really don't blog there a whole lot. It it might only be four or five things on there right now. Uh, if that many, what I, what I have begun using it for is to push myself into finishing the book. So when I say the book, I'm talking about roots and writing. It's going to be a text that is about black spirituality and how we use literacy to preserve and practice it. Okay. It's really about conjuring hoodoo um, with literacy as an undercurrent. And I've begun using medium as a place where I can start fleshing out some of the ideas for the book so that you all can help hold me accountable. So don't judge the process. This is my process for being accountable and writing more regularly. So you'll see that the medium um, is being used a little bit more because I'm using it that way, right? So putting out teasers from the book, a page here, a page there, just to see how, and I want this book to be kind of collaboratively written. You telling me what you want to know, or you talking back to my ideas, so on and so forth. So if you do go to the blog, Please give me comments, even if you don't want to put the comment there. You know, you can always send me an email at drtip at tellemtiptoldyou.com so that we can, you know, do this thing, make it do what it do, right? But I said all that to say, on Medium the other day, I wrote about African masquerades because I was thinking a lot about Michael K. Williams' transition, and it made me reflect on the role of the ritual specialist in Black communities. Now, I use the term ritual specialists because these folk have all kind of names. Two-headed doctors, conjure men, uh, what else have they been called? Um, priests, right? Um, you got good old-fashioned first mothers of the church that just wouldn't have claimed anything other than Christianity who did some stuff. All of them, whatever their titles are, they're ritual specialists. And in my research for the book, one of the things that I've been able to do, and I, don't y'all try to steal my idea. Now, I, I got it out there, so you can't steal my idea. I got dates on it. <laughs> but one of the things that I've come up, I've come across is the idea that if you look at what people were going to, these two-headed doctors, these conjurmen, um, so on, a seers, hoodooists, what people were going to them about can be placed in the three broad categories, love, abundance, and liberation, right? Every prescription that I found, um, every prescription, every set of client notes that I've encountered as it relates to conjuring hoodoo in the South can, can fall into one of those three categories. And I just wanted to stop. And I wanted to unpack those three categories with you 
And I want to share what I know about our people based on those three categories. Love, abundance, and liberation. If you, yes, you, not a general you, but you, you, yes, you right now, the one listening, if you have a desire to love and to be loved, That's evidence of your capacity to be loved. It is a demonstration of love to want to love and to be loved. You know, as a woman in my 40s who has never been married before, I know what it feels like to sometimes lay in bed, cry when no one else is looking, and wonder if you deserve to be loved. And I'm telling you right now that if you have ever felt that, the answer is a resounding yes. See, people who don't deserve love don't wonder about love. If you're hungry to give love, it means that love is yours to get. Now, I'm not going to shoot the shit with you. I'm going to tell you that sometimes love comes in forms that we don't expect. It might be a puppy falling in love with you in the park. It might be a student who just has to hug you at the beginning of every class. It might be the love of your life finding, finally finding you. Whatever it is, it's love, babe. And it's yours to have. We come from a people, I'm telling you, when I'm looking at these prescriptions, I'm looking at these client notes, our folk believe in love. Um... As a literacy scholar, I can tell you that right after emancipation, the newspapers were full of letters and ads taken out, people trying to reconnect and reestablish family. We come from that kind of love. You're entitled to it. The other thing you're entitled to is abundance. If you are someone like myself who sometimes feels like you're not being fairly compensated or feels like you're not living up to your full economic potential, let me say this to you. If you have that hunger, if you have that feeling of discontent, That's because part of you knows for sure that abundance is your birthright. Now, I'm not talking to the people out here content with what they have. I'm talking to you who wants more. And not necessarily for the material wealth of it. Some of us don't want. It's not the material wealth that we're after. We have material comforts. What we really want is stability. And safety 
in control over our own time. And I'm telling you that if you're hungry for that, be so thankful. Be glad, be proud that you in your soul knows that you were born into abundance. Abundance is your birthright. You can have, you can do, you can be. How beautiful is that? It's beautiful. Like, I was thinking about that the other day. Can you just think? Everything we need as humans to survive has been provided by the creator. I'm not talking about man-made stuff. Everything we need. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm used to AC, so I got to have this and I got to have that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about human survival. Abundance is our birthright. Provided that we don't jack up this planet any more than we already have. Everything we need is right here. And there are so many of us feeling the call to return to that way of life. I'm so pleased how many people are getting into gardening, husbandry, homesteading, right? And not out of fear. Like there are some preppers out here, doomsday preppers, and they're moving out of fear. I'm not talking about that. That's a whole nother thing. And we can address that another day. But there are some of us who are moving in that direction simply because we know that's a better way to live. Right? It's more about holistic success than it is about some fear of collapse. Right? It's about the richness, understanding the richness into which we've been born and is our birthright to accept. I said earlier about freedom over time, you know, the third category is liberation. Like when these people were going to these ritual specialists, they were going to get free. Court cases, stuff like that. But it was about liberation. It's about autonomy. It's about sovereignty. It's about being able to do the things that you have been created and purposed to do. Some of us, and this is linked to the the discontent, some of us know that what we're supposed to be doing is different than what we're doing now. Some of us understand that. The problem is that we've been socialized towards certain kinds of things and away from those things that would make us truly free. Here's what I mean. I was having a, a conversation with my therapist last week. And um, we were talking about employment, jobs, pay, so on and so forth. And she said, Tiffany, why do you feel like you have to have a job? And I was like, well, you know, <laughs> I, I like to eat. You know, I kind of want a roof over my head. I, you know, I like to have gas in my car. You know, I like to get my car serviced when I need. And she was like, yeah, uh-huh, that's nice. That's cute. But that's not what I asked you. I didn't ask you. Um, why you needed income. I didn't ask you that. I asked you why you felt like you had to have a job. Those are two different things. And it was like she gut punched me because I was like, oh, wait, yeah. Wait a minute. Some of us, liberation is calling. Now, y'all know how I feel. Now, political liberation, black folk liberation, 
Yes. Macro level. Yes. But I'm talking about micro level right now in your individual life. Are you free? Do you get to do the things you want to do when you want to do them? Do you get to move the way you want to move when you want to move that way? If your child was having a bad day, because children have bad days too. If your child was having a bad day and said, Mommy, can we stay home today? Would you be able to do it? Or would you have to call, try to figure out if you got any sick time left? If you're taking sick time, you're not going to be able to go out because you're scared. Somebody might see you and you're not really sick. You know, there's a kind of freedom there. Do you understand what I'm saying with liberation now? That there is a macro level. And I do want us to be free on the macro level. But on the micro level, there is also a kind of freedom. Are you free to love who you want to love, baby? The way you want to love them. Provided that it's not going to endanger someone. Now, you know, I ain't ain't with that. But your expression of love should be honored and respected. You should be free to love whom you want to love, how you want to love them. I just, you know, I wanted to stop and I wanted to just, I just wanted this episode to be about that, to remind you that you are entitled to love, abundance, and liberty. You really are. I wanted, I also want to challenge you a little bit. Can I challenge you a little bit? So, you know, I like definitions. I looked up love. You know, I started to go with the whole biblical love is patient. Love is kind. It's not boastful. You know, I think that is a good definition of love. In fact, um, it's sometimes good to stop and reflect on that in your relationships and with yourself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me say what I was going to say. So love is an intense feeling of deep affection. An intense feeling of deep affection. How many of us feel that way about ourselves right now? Intense feelings of affection, of deep affection, y'all. How many of us feel that way about ourselves? Now, it's okay if the answer is not me right now. As long as you're recognizing it and are ready to do the work so that next time you're asked the question, the answer is yes. Or I'm learning to. Right? It's about liking yourself. Now, here's what I want to say about self-love. If your answer right now is, no, I don't love myself. I don't even really like myself all that much right now. My question is going to be, what is it going to take for you to be the person that you can have deep affection for? It's okay In this moment, not to be deeply affectionate about yourself. What I don't think is okay is for you deciding that's the only way you can ever be. What I want you to do is understand that you are capable 
of being a person that you can fall in love with. Well, Tiffany, uh, how you be that person? How can you be that person? Well, baby, I can't tell you all the answers because I'm still on the journey. But I can tell you this one thing. Once you have figured out who you want to be, I want you to stop and figure out what that person does daily. Now, that's going to require some time. It's going to require some time in terms of you're not going to be able to rush that process. But it's also going to require some time as in you're going to need time to daydream, my love. For a few minutes when you get up in the morning. For a few minutes before you go to sleep at night. Picture your ideal you. What are they doing? Where do they live? Do they have a job? If so, what is it? What does their check look like? What is the family structure? Are they single? Are they married? Are they alone? Do they have multiple boos? Like, what is it? Who is that person? And once you figure out who that person is that you could fall in love with, figure out what their habits are. Now, we're not going to be able to jump into every habit immediately. For example, my ideal Tiffany jogs. Current Tiffany would probably fall out. <laughs> I'm just being honest, right? So it would, it would be folly for me to try to start with that habit today. Okay, evolution takes time. It doesn't, okay, we're going to small bit it. In Lukumi, we say it's bit by bit, we eat the head of the rat. We're going to take a piecemeal, bite-sized chunks. Let me give you a real life example. My grandmother, my mother, both believe in making the bed. In fact, my grandmother used to say, as soon as your feet hit the floor, you should make the bed. As soon as your feet hit the floor, turn around and make the bed immediately. Don't pee first. (laughs) Make the bed. Now, despite being brought up that way, honey, as soon as I could have my own place where they couldn't police my bed, I stopped making the bed. For years, I didn't make the bed. It has only been in the last year or so where I did what I'm telling you to do and envisioned the best Tiffany ever, the Tiffany I am capable of loving. And she has a made bed. And when she comes home from work, the bed is made. When she leaves to go to work, the bed is made. Right. So that if somebody pops up, the bedroom is presentable. It's a sanctuary. Right. So. (laughs) I started there. I started with that habit. Here's why I chose that habit. It didn't require any money. It didn't require a whole big time investment. All it required was me making the decision to do it and following through on the decision. Some of us jump to these huge, like what if I had decided to do jogging first and I fell out day one? I probably wouldn't follow up day two. Or I might have done it for seven days straight and gave up on day eight. Right. Because it, I tried to do it too fast. It required too much of an investment, an investment I wasn't quite ready to make at the moment. Making the bed wasn't a big investment, y'all. It was minor. It's lightweight. 
It's easy work. I started with the easy work because often the big victories lie in the easy work. Some of you are trying to jump to the big victory in one big leap. That's the mistake we're making because you get halfway, you lose momentum, you get discouraged, and then you you stop it all. But I'm saying pick one small thing. I make my bed. It ain't no big deal. But guess how it makes me feel? I feel closer to the Tiffany I want to be. I'm not discouraged that I, I don't feel like I can't be that person because here I've, I've tackled part of it. I'm, I don't even think about making the bed anymore. It's habit. It's muscle memory. I'm already that part of that Tiffany. What small thing can you start doing today? Again, making my bed was free. It didn't require, I didn't have to go buy resources, tools. I didn't have to go pay for coaching. I didn't have to. Now, these things are great to have. You know, I'm a life coach. So, you know, I ain't telling you not to get coaching. But I'm saying I picked something where none of that was necessary. Some of you want to live a more healthy, holistic life. Can you start with drinking more water? Like that's that's kind of an inexpensive habit. Some of you already drink water. Okay, great. Do you drink lemon water first thing in the morning that's lukewarm? You already got the habit of the water. Why don't we add one thing to it? You already work out every day. Can you meditate before a workout or after a workout? You already got a prayer life. Why don't we add meditation to it so you can sit and be still sometimes? Like these things that you, little little things, little chunks you can add to. You want to be more organized, but you feel like you got to go get the iPad and the digital planner or the happy planner with all the stickers and the washi tape and all that. I, you know, I'm addicted to planners, so I'm not telling you not to do that. However, house and ever. Oh, let me take the tone out my voice. You know, this is supposed to be a love on you episode. You don't need the planner, honey. My love. Get you a piece of paper and a pencil. Make a to-do list every morning. You want to have more time in your day? Record where your time is presently going and figure out how you can make some adjustments. You want to be a healthier you? Not just to lose weight, but to eat healthier. How about we add a new vegetable to our rotation? Something you don't eat that often. You can do these things. You can be that person. I wanted to finish what I was saying about love. You know, um, we, we say it often when we're talking about other people. That love is an action word. There are some of us out here claiming to love ourselves when we really don't. Because if you love yourself, it's an action word. You do. You do for self. You believe in self's ability to be loved and to love back. Every relationship is transactional, including the one with yourself. You can't just say you love yourself and not do it. You are watching you. 
I think I pretty much did what I wanted to do today. Love is an action word. You are so wonderfully made. And you've been given all of what you need to be a success. Stop chasing somebody else's version. And be you. The you that you can love. Okay? Make it a good one, y'all. Tell them to tell.